We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello, hello, boys and girls, and hey. welcome back to No Other Pod, the 30th episode, Big 3-0. I'm Jimmy, and that man you hear wooing behind me, he's Dan. Dan, what is up? I'm a woo guy. I'm a woo guy. Woo That's man. how I'm feeling today. Hey, we got Splinter on the loose today, by the way. If you're new to the podcast, by the way, and you haven't heard Splinter for a while, you're in for a treat, because he is a real jerk of a dog pet. So, <laughs> get Get excited. But hey, man, how's your how's your how's your Monday going? It's kind of odd for us to record on a Monday. Kind of different. It, kind of feels weird. It is. I'm gonna be uh, doing a little bit of traveling for work this week, but uh, didn't want to let our listeners down. Always got to get that weekly pod out. So we are recording on a Monday. Um, so if any news breaks on Tuesday, that's why we're not talking about it. We're not yep. stupid. You're screwed. Um, well, that's <laughs> arguable. We might be stupid, but that's the reason, not the reason we're not talking about the uh, the news that probably will break tomorrow in between now well, and when we release happen. this. Um, I feel we're like probably I sound gonna, better this week. You do. You do sound better. It's that. I'm on a microphone. You know, that well, the microphone. I was going to say that healthy LA air just cleared out oh, your lungs. The, that's true. The smog really did clear out my lungs a lot, but uh, yeah. You might have I'm cancer on microphone, now, man. but <laughs> I'm not on my I'm not on my phone, so it feels good. Yeah, that uh, you know, do what you got to do. We got out a pod to our listeners, but uh, it's always good to have the microphone back. Um, but to answer Indeed. your question, I'm I'm doing pretty well. It was uh, got up to almost 60 degrees in Kansas City today, which is better than it was at the game. Yeah, bro. <laughs> What the heck is going on? It is well. We had snow today, so I'm pretty sure we got all oh, you your did? little flurries from yesterday. Yeah, yeah. It was. Uh, I I was fortunate enough in that I normally I have to sit out in that like outside seats of the press box. There was uh, someone who has a, a an assigned seat no on the respect. inside that wasn't there, so I got to jack his seat, and I uh, I was nice and toasty inside. Um, no one respects the pod, man. Making you sit outside. No one puts Jimmy outside. <laughs> I'm working. I'm working my way up the uh, the pecking order. I'm hoping that this year I at least get an invite to the media game. Didn't get one last year. Kind of think oh, I deserved snap. one, but I uh, I'm hoping I get one this year. So what position we'll would you see. play? You know, uh, that's a great question. Um, I would probably be most suited to play center back because I am large and slow. Um, I would probably <laughs> try to play striker because I have a. Um, 
confidence about me that is unwise. So I'd probably make a fool of myself <laughs> trying to like do a bicycle kick and give myself a concussion. So um, man, but, if, if you got an invite to that, I'd be pretty jealous. That'd be that sounds like a fun time. Yeah, it would be super fun. I have this image of me like scoring a goal and like leaping into the cauldron to celebrate, which is not at all like what reality would be. Um, well, it would be like the world needs dreamers. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, like I don't know how many of you all follow like the EPL, but there's a <clears throat> excuse me that famous GIF of like Steven Gerrard just like totally whiffing on a shot and like falling on his butt. Like that's probably what I would do. Like a cross would be coming in and I'd go to like just nail it and I just totally miss, fall on my butt, break my tailbone. It'd be a oh. disaster. So you're basically Steven Gerrard. I get it. I mean, yeah, you know, just LA will sign me to a overpriced deal and I'll do about as much as he did in MLS. So that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, so it's not a victory podcast because we didn't win, no. but it's not a, it's not a, de- a, a podcast in defeat. Cause we didn't it's not lose. a sad one. It, it was one of those weird, like, in-between games where you kind of come out of it and you're like, I don't really know how to feel because... Yeah, it uh, feels as, weird, right? Yeah, as, as many of you know, I'm sure, if not all of you, because if you're listening to this, you're probably a fan of Sporting KC, uh, we if drew... If not, welcome. Yeah, if not, welcome. Um, two, you should be a fan. Three, please <laughs> tell us why you're listening to this podcast if you're not a fan. I would be curious. Um, That's interesting. <laughs> Splinter oh, wants it, to know, dog. too. Um, we drew at home 2-2 with the the Seattle Sounders, which, you know, like, in abstract... You know what a draw? Oh, my, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I was just saying abstract, like, a draw with the Sounders, like, in theory, like, you're like, okay, like, that's not that bad. The Sounders are good. Back-to-back MLS Cup appearances, just two years removed from an MLS Cup championship. But you kind of look at the lineup they put out there, like, that was not the Sounders' A-team. They were missing a number of their starters that people expected to see in the preseason. And um, Sporting, you know, didn't really play that well. So I don't know. What, did, what what were your thoughts watching it? Dude, I just, I hate watching draws. I hate talking about draws. Now, this wasn't, you know, this wasn't nil-nil or 1-1. I mean, there were, there were goals in this game, so that was exciting. But the feeling you get when you get a draw is like you find out the girl you have a crush on is like related to you somehow and it's just (laughs) you just have this nasty feeling in your stomach like oh it's so unsatisfying i kind of liked you but (laughs) are you you're following you're picking up what i'm putting down i i I see yeah i'm I'm following i had never thought of it in those terms Um, yeah dude but it'd be like kissing your sister it's just it's gross all right you don't like draws no, you don't. But um, especially <laughs> they, at home. They, no, I mean it was. I tell you what, the PK right off the bat with uh, with Ilya, that was definitely a spark that we needed. And then, I mean, we we're gonna break down every goal today. We're gonna talk about every goal, what went wrong, uh, who needed to step up. But it was uh, there were definitely a couple people to blame, and I hate pointing fingers, but I'm ready to point some fingers. Yeah, for sure. Um, so. As you said, let's let's kind of jump right into uh, to the timeline of of, of what happened. Um, you mentioned Ilya had that first goal, but but you know leading up to that goal, it, it was pretty clear that the Sounders were going to pick and choose their spots of when they were going to attack. Um, they that, like I mentioned, they were without some of their big name guys. Clint Dempsey it was suspended for a second game. Um, 
after he, he kind of punched a dude in the groin from FC Dallas a couple of games ago. So he ended up with a, a two game suspension. He did. he did do that. Um, he did. Yeah. Uh, you know, obviously Jordan Morris is, is going to be out for the year with his torn ACL. I believe, um, they didn't have, uh, Kelvin Leardham, one of their, their starting, um, fullbacks. So it, it just, it was kind of a weird, weird lineup. Like, sure, they had Ladero, but it, it was clear that they kind of were sitting back at first. And Sporting KC had um, a lot if of, of the early possession and, and a lot of the, the early chances, to be fair. Um, they just well, hey, let's weren't talk really... about... We just went at the, their left back all day, dude. That that new who? Yeah, new who. Which, great name, by the way. I kept thinking they were saying you who. That's how I felt. <laughs> I yeah, was like, wow, uh, talk about getting made fun of. Nuhu did not have a good game. No, Nuhu, he uh, looked slow and everything. Nuhu got embarrassed quite a bit. Um, he I have, gave up uh, the PK. He gave up the PK. Uh, he got taken to school by Zussi on his goal. We'll, we'll, we'll talk about oh, that God. one. And He was like jogging a, back. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't really know what Nuhu was doing most of the game. But like you mentioned, Sporting KC kind of saw that and, and they tried to exploit it. Um but, you know, really what happened, the first chance Sporting KC got um, was actually a, a pretty decent opportunity for uh, for Kyrie Shelton, who, as oh many of God. you all know, yeah, Don't he's uh, he's been he's been starting at the the number nine position um, uh, every game since the first game when when Rubio started. Uh, Kyrie's been up there still looking for his first goal. And, uh, you know, Daniel Shallowy in the it. 20... 23rd minute had this beautiful little touch around uh, Roman Torres in the box. Um, put it about just as perfect as you could possibly put it to Kyrie Shelton, who was standing by himself on the six-yard line with nothing in front of him except Stefan Fry. And he oh could have God. shot it anywhere on frame other than where he shot it, and he would have scored. Um, he had like yeah. six whole feet to the, to the left of Fry, and it's like, oh... I'm going to kick it right at the goalie just to see what happens. Oh, he blocked it. I didn't see that coming. <laughs> yeah, he had a, probably a good at least, yeah, four, you know, a, a, a few feet to the left. He had oh my God. He was eight yards to the right cigarette. of him. And, yeah, there's no one anywhere on the line. He could have he could have hit it anywhere in the right, you know, three-fourths of the goal. And and we're looking at Sporting KC up 1-0. Like, we're I'm, talking I'm, our I'm right? Look- or are we talking stage right? He, uh, I don't Shelton know Wright. stage right versus We're stage Shelton left. Right. Shelton Wright, yeah, there we go. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, I was never an actor like you, so I don't actually know <laughs> stage right, stage left like I should. Um, yeah, all right, I don't know how that pertains to soccer at all, but it should, it should <laughs> some way. Uh, Shelton Wright, yeah, he there, there's nobody there. Once again, New Who's just like standing off the line, just watching, and oh, if so Shelton would have just Put, put it anywhere on the right side. Nuhu would have just watched it roll in. Um, Dude, Fry, Fry was in Nuhu's butt all game, just chewing it off. Yeah, because, he got a big uh, old bite of his butt, dude. Nuhu kind of sucked, and like, not even close to being good all game. Um, you saw him yelling at him, right? Oh yeah, oh yeah. It was like awesome. they, his whole team was just lighting into him because he was not good offensively or defensively. And he's like, "Sub, um, please." Uh, want to take me out, Schmitz? <laughs> yeah, really. Um, and it uh, was in Brian, the, the 
the 32nd minute, just 10 minutes after that Shelton missed shot, that uh, Mr. Johnny Russell, he uh, drove into the box one-on-one with Nuhu. Fearless. I don't know what Nuhu was doing. Um, just Kicking chopped his fins. legs down, <laughs> took him down. And, uh, yeah, the, the ref pretty much right away pointed to the penalty spot. And uh, there was really no question. Yeah. Um, Nuhu was like, uh-uh, I got all ball. It's like, bro, not even close. He pretty much just kicked straight into Johnny's left shin. Like, <laughs> yeah. didn't get anywhere close to the ball. Sent Johnny flying. Um, and then, yeah, Mr. Uh, Mr. Penalty, Ilya, just walked up, like, as calm as anyone could possibly be. Took the PK. That was a hell of a penalty. Nailed it, and then just kind of stood there. Like, yeah, I got it. So, dude, I think I've come to conclude that Johnny Russell ain't a bitch. Like he got kicked in the leg, went down, but he didn't sit there and writhe around like a lot of these players do. He popped right up and he was like, "Go ahead, Ilya, take the take the shot." Yeah, um, can I? Because a lot of players, even though they get hit in the shin guards, they're still like, "Oh my shin," and it's like, "Bro, you got kicked in the shin guards. That's why you wear those." Yeah, he wasn't going to roll around. Like he, I mean, to be fair, it probably should have been a card on Nuhu, and I don't think it was no it wasn't i don't really know how you can just no. kick someone in the shin in the box take him down and not get at least a yellow um but he didn't good point but uh you know there were some questionable calls from the officials throughout the game you know for both teams i'll say but um yeah like you said johnny russell wasn't like lying there flopping around trying to make more of it than he needed to he he got hit went down rightfully so got the pk was happy popped right back up and uh yeah Ilya just buried it like a like a pro penalty taker and uh it was 1-0 sporting kc and we were feeling good um it it just you know you kind of felt like okay you know after that goal the the game seemed to open up a little bit more seattle suddenly realized they couldn't sit back and just defend and park the bus anymore if they wanted to get a result they had to at least open up a little bit and uh Man, it was like literally the last second of stoppage time. Um, so dumb. They had a set piece that scared us that went out to a to a uh, a throw in for Seattle and and um, dumb. They threw it in and and the ball bounced around a little bit and uh, it looked. I don't know if there was a miscommunication between Madranda and, and Melia or what, but the ball bounced. I don't think there was any communication. I mean, I think that's the thing. That's what I was going to ask you. Like, the ball bounces around a little bit. Will Bruin pokes it in, and it's a goal, but is that... Dude. Like, what what Madranda what should have marked Bruin. Yeah. M- M- Madranda should have had Bruin. And also, Melia should have got it. I mean, Melia was just kind of standing there, and Bruin's, a lot, Bruin's like, oh, I'll take that. And Madranda's like, oh, shit, was that my guy? It's like, yeah, Jim, sure was. Yeah, it, uh... Yeah, James Madronda. <laughs> Jimothy. Um, I don't know what that is. I'm sorry. Actually, I'm going to just say Madranda, because all these announcers do is Americanize these people's names. I'm like, will you stop it? <laughs> Madranda. Um, yeah, I saw... Jimmy Madranda? I saw someone tweet. It was like Jimmy Madranda's controller just, like, died right as he was defending. Um, it did. Which, he had to charge the batteries. Yeah, that's, like, really what happened. It's like, all of a sudden, he just stopped, and it's like, oh, no, my batteries are dead. Um... And the game didn't pause. And they just looked at each other. Yeah. I was like, what was Jimmy thinking? That Tim should have done something? And Tim's like, Tim took the blame for it. He's like, that was on me. Because, in all honesty, it, it probably should have been, you know? Yeah, he started to come out, and then he hesitated. 
and and I don't really know That's why. Not, I don't know if he oh, thought um, that you know if he came out that they were going to be able to head it over him or or what because Torres was kind of going for it with Bruin, but yeah, Amelia hesitated and then just got caught in no man's land. Um, and, and you're right, he he took. I hate watching Will Bruin score. I hate it. The uh, the you know what. <laughs> You know what still blows he's my a poacher, mind? Dude. He is a poacher, but he's he's good at it. Um, so I'm good at putting the ball in the back of the net if it's on a platter. Yeah, I doesn't mean, mean I'm a good striker. Well, Will Will Bruin actually um, last year he he started 20 games for the Sounders in his first year, had 11 goals, so not bad. Um, uh, that is pretty good. Yeah, Damn. he he's got 62 career goals, um, 23 career assists. Seattle got him for fifty thousand dollars from Houston. Like, what do you think oh, about? Yeah, they love him. That he has about like I, I I actually wrote a whole piece and I chose Will Bruin to compare when when we traded Dom Dwyer away, um, their mm-hmm. their careers because they're very similar. They're the same age and at the time they had the exact same amount of goals. Seattle got Will Bruin for fifty thousand dollars and and we got one point six million for Dom. So just think about that for a second. Um, well, that's Houston's fault, right? Yeah. I don't know what Houston was doing. They had him for for years, and, and they let him go for. I mean, he was disgruntled. They let him go for 50k. But he he's a good player. He's a poacher, like you said. Um, but you know, and I I don't know that I'd want him to be a regular starter in MLS all the time. I don't think he was supposed to be because Jordan Morris was supposed to be up there. Uh, but exactly. But he's a. I mean, if Will Bruin is your second striker coming off the bench, you're doing pretty good. And you know, to be honest. Will Bruin would be starting at striker for Sporting KC right now if we had him, don't you think? Oh, very much so. No, I, I do think that, yeah. Yeah, so uh, that was a frustrating goal. And so what what are you thinking at halftime after, you know, Sporting KC pretty clearly outplayed Seattle for the extent of the first half except for those last two minutes. And now instead of going in 1-0, probably should have been at least 2-3-0 or 3-0 if Shelton makes his shot and, and a couple other opportunities come to fruition. Now you're tied 1-1, and you're kind of sitting uneasy. What are you thinking at halftime? Dude, they were just trying to get to the half. They're like, okay, let's take this lead, and then they tie it up right there at the end, and and you know it just kind of deflated them a little bit, took the wind out of their sails. And and I think the cold played a big factor in the game too. Like any player who did not have sleeves on, uh, I'm looking at you, Roger, and uh, Jimmy Madranda, because – what what are they from? Hot, hot Honduras and hot Colombia. So they're like, oh, this ain't nothing. I got that jungle blood. <laughs> yeah. Um, so the cold definitely played a factor. Well, you know who else didn't have any uh, sleeves or gloves or anything? Will Willie Bruin. He wasn't wearing yeah, any gloves. He and he just he didn't care. So um, he's just a stupid white boy, though. <laughs> that is true. They, you know they call him. The, That's that dumb white boy shit. You know they call him the dancing bear his nickname yeah why is that i you know i'm honestly not even sure um i don't know if it really i thought you would know that i guess it's well his last name's bruin and he maybe he just dances as his uh his uh goal scoring celebration i don't know i know a bruin is a baby bear bruin's a baby bear yeah so so he's a dancing baby bear that's vicious as hell yeah speaking of which did you see out for this guy did you see the clip from the game the soccer game in russia where the way the ref was delivered the ball was literally a giant grizzly bear handed him the ball like a trained circus grizzly bear 
What? When did that happen? I don't know, but I saw it yesterday. I'm gonna, I'll, I, I will find it and maybe I'll retweet it from No Other Pod or something, so y'all can see what I'm talking about. Oh I retweeted it from God. my personal account yesterday. But yeah, it's literally a grizzly bear standing on its hind legs that just hands a soccer ball to, uh, to the ref. So. Side note. Now I'm kind of upset that Zlatan didn't enter his first MLS game riding a lion. I mean, if we were a real league, he would have, but yeah, obviously we're I mean, not. If he, if he wants to call himself the lion, well then let someone ride you. Yeah, it's all or I'm better saying. yet, what if the lion rode Zlatan just because? Oh, I don't of know. Of course. Yeah. No, the lion would ride the lion. Yeah, exactly. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, so, side note, I just expect in the World <laughs> Cup now there will just be bears at the games for no real reason. Um, just Russian bears, dude, just, doing all sorts of just shady bears. election shit? Yeah, the refs will actually just be bears, and if you commit a foul, oh, you my. just get mauled by a bear. Um, Jesus. That's uh, that's how they do well, it. Well, who would be how they do it in Russia. Yeah, knew who wouldn't be around anymore. Um, Did you hear my joke? I rhymed knew who with screw-hood. <laughs> I missed it, but you know what? Um, I, had, I had to repeat it because I know you didn't hear it. It was very good. I'm very impressed. Um, By the way, when I make these jokes, my wife pops her head out of the kitchen. Not to imply that my wife's always in the kitchen because that's some sexist shit. But she's always like, is that a joke you just made? Yeah, she's and judging I you. make sure you heard it, Jim. Judging you. She, she's a judger, dude. She does. She judges. <laughs> So yeah, it was uh, a very small apartment. <laughs> <laughs> it was uh, it was one one at the half. Um, Sporting KC came uh, came back out and and you know not not a whole lot was happening. Um, there were some threats here and there, and then uh, it was the 73rd minute. Uh, you know, in, in fact, if anything, you know, before this goal that I'm about to talk about, right after the half, uh, Will Bruin actually fired a was it a header? I think. Yeah, it was a header right off the crossbar um, that probably should have right put should have put Seattle up two one right after the half started. Um, but Sporting KC was lucky to get away there. Um, that was so scary. Yeah, man. I, I mean, when when you're watching these one one draws and you're knowing that you know, or any draw, I guess, and and you know we should be winning. Do you just kind of have that feeling where, like, you know something bad is probably going to happen? Because I feel like I have that every time I'm watching a Sporting KC draw. Dude, Christian Roldan was Christian Roldan was on another level last night, and he was he was coming hard, and he was playing defense, and he was getting emotional, and like he looked so angry. And I tweeted I tweeted at him too, by the way. You did, and he liked your tweet, didn't he? He did like my tweet, but I've decided. I need to pick one player per game and try to get blocked by this player. Because I haven't okay. been blocked by an MLS player in a long time. <laughs> You're going to have and to be I'm, a, I'm itching. a little bit more aggressive than uh, than you were with, uh, with Roldan. Because you, you didn't... See, in my mind, I was like... It was like an insult, but then I realized how he probably thought, yeah, yeah, I do get angry. Because I said, I said he brought his angry eyes today. Yeah, he... I guess that's not very threatening. <laughs> no. I, if I were him, I'd probably be like, yeah, I did. Especially after that goal I he scored. I was making fun of him in my mind. <laughs> I was absolutely making fun of him, so I should try harder. Yeah, you got to step up your insult game. Just imagine every player okay. you tweet at is Marlon Hairston. So, then... Uh, uh, I'm not even sure. I, but I didn't even say anything remotely mean to him. That's true, too. you remember. That's true, too. He's just a little thin-skinned, I think. 
Um, yeah, he's a little, little, uh, little weak, isn't he? He is, yeah. Um, Probably so, wear shoulder pads. <laughs> before uh, <laughs> before Roldan even scored in, in in the 57th minute, Sporting KC got another scare because um, initially there was a penalty call. They said uh, Jimmy Madronda had a handball in the box, and I don't Dude, think I don't think it bad. was the head ref that initially called it. I think he was going to let it go, and yeah. I think his assistant ref told him that was a handball in the box. It should be a penalty. Um, yeah, the guy on the side raised his flag a whole ten seconds after it happened. <laughs> and and so you you tell me what what you saw. Obviously, VAR ended up going to uh, to to look at it, and, and under video review, the ref determined no, it's it's not a penalty, and, and waved it off. But what, what what did you see? Do you think they ended up getting the call right? I, I think so. I mean, that's kind of a call that can go either way, really. When he was coming in for that challenge, his his arms were out a little bit away from his body, but there's, you know, they say there's no intent there. And I'm like, but any other day, people call that a handball. So it's like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. Yeah. So here's here's the thing that's so confusing. And this is why this, you know, Sounders fans thought that it was a terrible call. Sporting fans thought it was a good call. I, I can see it both ways, to be honest. Um, you know, they don't necessarily look for intent because people get hit in the arm sometimes and and i mean if you intentionally knock it down yes it's 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 uh it's a handball and you're gonna get a penalty um if you if you don't intend to do it you can still get called for a penalty if if your hand or your arm is not in what they call a natural position um Mm -hmm. and that's the question and that's the debate i was having with a, a sounders fan over this as he was saying well his arms above his head that's not a natural position and I was like, well, try to slide and have your arm not be like waving somewhere. Like you don't when you go to ground and you right. slide, you don't just like have your arm stiff at your side. That's not a natural position. Like That's you have unnatural. to have your arms up for balance, <laughs> right? So, in my mind, I'm like, okay, well, it's incidental, and I would say those his arms are in a natural position. And on top of that, it the ball didn't even hit his arm at first. It actually bounced off his knee, and as the ball was going straight up, it then went off his arm. Um, yeah. It's so. kind of a judgment call, dude. It's like balls and strikes in baseball. I mean, it's up to the ref, and they they even got to take another look at it. So even though they're taking another look at it, it's still it's still his judgment. Yeah, and, and the thing that's so tough about that call like that is, like, depending on which ref you get, you're going to get a different call every time because some yeah. refs are going to look at that and say no penalty like uh, like this ref did. Other refs are going to look at it and be like, well, no, it hit his arm, and his arm's above his head. That's not natural, so that's a penalty. Um, there's just not a whole lot you can do, I guess, if it's that subjective. But then again... Oh, I was freaking out, dude. Like, when, I, when it happened, I think there was, like, video of one of the Sounders players saying, like, let's go, let's go. Like, you know, they're about to bury this PK and go up 2-1. Like, I'm, I'm freaking out. Yeah, and and I was I was convinced that if they, if Sporting went down two one, we were gonna lose. Like I was just like they they don't have it in them tonight to come back. Um, Damn near did. Foreshadowing, I was wrong. Um, but it's <laughs> <laughs> uh, just uh you know after that that penalty was waved off, Seattle was obviously very mad. And then you know, fifteen minutes or so later, uh, it's when Seattle got a little bit of a break. Will Bruin had the ball, passed it back to uh to Roldan, who just this was a hit. Roldan one timed it from outside the box in about as perfect of a spot as you could possibly hit a ball, 
lower left corner. Amelia can't stop it, and suddenly Sounders are up 2-1 in the 73rd minute. Uh, what, do you, what are you thinking? That goal's insane. I mean, that that probably shouldn't have happened. That shouldn't have been that easy for Christian Roldan. Like, Beasler's on the guy with the ball. The guy lays it off to Christian Roldan, and and Beasler tries to step over at the last minute. But in all honesty, it, that's Ilya's guy, dude. Ilya should have been back because Madronda's on the left of Bees, and he's covering another guy for that for that second pass. So he's trying to make sure. That doesn't happen. So that middle guy, Christian Roldan, is it, that that goal's on Ilya right there. Yeah, and if you, it's hard to see it in, in the highlight that they got on there. If you if you watch from the buildup, Zusi misses a touch at about midfield, which Zusi actually in yeah, the post game. Yeah, he gave it away. Well, that's the thing. In the post game, Zusi said that he blames himself 100% for this goal. We actually tried to ask him about his goal that he scored, and he was like, I honestly don't remember anything, and I, I can't even talk about it because I'm so mad about the Roldan goal because that was 100% on me that I can't think about anything else. Um, so well, Zussi, How's that 100% on you, bro? Yeah, I don't. I think I think he's been a little overdramatic, let's be honest. It's not 100% on him. Well, he gave the ball away. It started with you, but it's it's a buildup of things. They, we should have gotten back. Right. It, it's, it started with, with Zussi missing the ball. Ike kind of let Will Bruin go, and I don't really know why. So then Ike just gets bypassed. Will Bruin turns uh, Beasler around. And like you were saying, if you watch the play from the buildup, Ilya is kind of slowly tracking back, and Roldan just blows right by him. So when Will Bruin looks up, he's got a, a wide-open Roldan who's got seven, eight yards between him and Ilya, and he one-times it right into the corner. And it was just a total, total defensive breakdown from everyone involved. Um, Beasler almost stopped this ball, by the way. I think it he stuck a leg out and it went under his leg. And I'm like, dude, that's not bad defense from Beasler, but he shouldn't have had to try to go get that ball. No. It, it was a breakdown from Zeus. It was a breakdown from Ike. It was a breakdown from Ilya. You know, in this case, it's Madronda's out there guarding someone else. Like, he tried to step in front, but he couldn't. So, it's just, there's nothing Melia yeah. could do on that one. Like you're, No, Madronda and Bees did what they could, and it didn't work out. Yeah, and 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 Bees Ro- with the with the buzz cut, by the way. I know. I was so he confused me because every time I looked at him, I was like, "Who the heck is that?" I'm like, "Oh, it's Beasler," and <laughs> I don't I don't know why he buzzed his hair. Uh, doesn't look bad. Not a bad looking buzz cut. No, it looks looked, pretty good. Looks good. I was just confused. I don't know what all of a sudden everyone's why? getting. Maybe he got tired of combing it. That could be. Could be. He might be on to something. Or maybe, he got inspired by Zussi. Right, maybe he lost a bet or uh, botched it and had to keep shaving it or something. I think someone said that. Did someone say that? <laughs> that could be, yeah. Um, a lot of people so, were commenting today. Yeah, he. Uh, it was a different look, but like we said, it didn't look bad. It looked pretty good. Um, and then, so five minutes later, Sporting KC's down 2-1, 77th minute. Um, that's when... Uh, I think it was uh, Jimmy Madronda switches the field on a gorgeous ball to Zussi, who who brings it down, oh, I would say probably 25 yards outside of goal. Nuhu just kind of gives up. I don't know what the heck he's doing. And Zussi well, charges. He's tired, dude. You <laughs> he saw the run was. that he made, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he ran the whole field, but. Uh... Yeah, and now had to come back. Yeah, when it's when it's you and and one guy who has the ball, you, you can't really just stop. And that's kind of what he did. 
And I think it, it almost looked like it caught Zussi off guard because he kind of hesitated for a second, realized no one's closing down on me, drove right mm-hmm. toward Fry, and then right as a, a Sounders defender, I think it was Chad Marshall was coming in for the slide, Zussi just chips it right over Fry's head, right over Chad Marshall's slide, right into the back of the net, and suddenly we got a tie ball game 2-2 in the 78th minute. Bro, that was so good. And I, I'm, I'm kind of sad it didn't get a goal of the week nominee. That's a good point. I don't know why it didn't, because that's a very... I think tight... some other ones stood out. Yeah, but this is, I mean, I know this, I guess goal of the week, they tend to go for like the flashy ones that are from outside the box or yeah. whatever, but... They do. Th- this is a very technically difficult goal to... Especially to... over Stefan Fry like that, dude. He waited for them to make a move, and he just kind of bloops it over him. It was pretty awesome. Right, and, and you know what? I think... When you take into consideration the pass that Jimmy Madronda makes, I I absolutely think this should be up for goal of the week because it's a gorgeous switch pass, and Zussi drives right at him and then just chips it right above both of them like a you know with such finesse, it's it was gorgeous. Um, absolutely. Did you think at that point, okay, this game's gonna end as a draw, or did you think, okay, we're gonna come back? We got 13 minutes left plus stoppage time. We're gonna we're gonna take this one. I knew we had time. I was like, we got this. We got one more in us. So, and we almost did. Gosh, dang it, we almost did. Ilya about had a header, bro. But then again, he was like, I think I'm going to head it right at Stefan Fry to, you know, to challenge him. Yeah. Just see what happens. Oh, you yeah. got it. No shit. Yeah. It, uh, it was kind of weird. It was like they were making a, it, it almost felt like they were making a point of heading right at Fry just yeah. to see what would happen. Ike did the same thing, dude. Ike put one down and it bounced right into Fry's hands. I'm like, oh my god. I know what you're trying to do and it didn't work. Yeah, it uh, it was very strange. Um, Peter, after the game, he kind of said, look, the team just kind of was out of sync. Like, they weren't really... We didn't play bad. He was like, we didn't play horrible. They had really mm-hmm. two opportunities to score, and they did, and they were team mistakes. Why it's, do you think they were out of sync? Are you are you allowed in the press room yet, or are you are you kicked out? <laughs> I'm 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 doing my best to get kicked out. It seems. Um, oh, you're still allowed though. That's good. That's I'm good allowed news. right now. I will find out on Friday <laughs> if if I'm still allowed. Because um, I was trying to get at why are they out of sync, and I was thinking, okay, well. Johan was there in the midfield in place of Felipe, and we know Felipe's pretty much been inarguably our best player up to this point in the season. He's that connection between the defense. He's been our biggest offensive threat. He's got that chemistry with Roger and Ilya. Like he's he's clearly like the linchpin for this team to be firing on all cylinders. So I asked Peter, I said, you know, with Felipe being out two games in a row now, you know, you mentioned the team was out of sync. Do you think Felipe not being there has had an impact on whether this team can fire on all cylinders and, and be in sync? And he kind of got mad at me, and he was like, well, we killed uh, we killed L.A. last week 2-0, and Felipe didn't play there, so no, I don't think that's it at all. And Bro, he said we tattooed L.A., and I was like, oh, that's that's a fun verb, Peter. He did say we t- <laughs> That is what he said. I was like, what, did, what word did he say? He said we tattooed L.A., which, yeah, yeah 2-0 they won. I this morning. Um, I don't know that most people would say we tattooed them like two zero is a good scoreline no, but we're not 50 years old no. <laughs> it uh it took a couple of pretty good individual efforts from like johnny russell last week when he split cole and, and stare at like 
they we mentioned on this on the pod last week. Those goals were individual goals, whereas the goals with Felipe's in there are team goals. And uh, we saw that again this week, I think. A PK and then a brilliant individual play by Zussi. And I, I don't know. I think there's something to be said for when Felipe's not in there, this team is not the same. Don't, I mean, what do you think? I mean, it definitely see, seems like it. I mean, we let Seattle come in and and score their first goal of the year. I don't like that. I don't like that at all. No. And and what did you, what did you think of Johan? Because when I watched Johan last night, I want to. This goes into one of the questions that we got from one of our listeners. So I'm just gonna I'm gonna read it right now. Um, you know he, it was Ryan Baxter, said Russell and Felipe are are perfect fits for our system. Johan's play style, though, is obtuse at both midfield and wing. Should we continue being patient with him or consider him a dud of a designated player? Player, I only see him working as an axis with Felipe in the midfield. And so when I watched Johan last night, the best way I could describe him was almost uncoordinated. Like, he seemed out of control at times. Like, he was kind of trying too hard and, and just making mistakes and couldn't really get himself under control. I, I don't know. What, did, did you see that, or, or, or what do you think of him? Uh, it kind of seemed like that. Um, Johan's a big dude, man. Like, he wins tackles, too. He runs through the ball, and I don't know if he means to win tackles. I think he's like, oh, shit, I, I, I still have the ball. <laughs> <laughs> and it just all kind of works out. But, like, he's – I think in his highlights – my buddy Chris, by the way, he was saying uh, – he was telling me in his in his highlights from his other team, he looks a lot slimmer than he does here. Um, th- did you see that at all? Does he look a little more bulky in the legs than he did back in the day? Um, I, I don't. To be honest, I don't remember what like his physical build looked like back in in the day because I didn't see a, a ton of tape on him. But I can tell you that I think. You, Oh, maybe I don't know if you were the one to point it out in Chicago. Someone did, but like you look at his calves when he's in like his warm up pants, and they are like bursting at the seams because his calves are so freaking huge. And he's a built dude. He's a big guy, so I don't no, know. Absolutely. I don't know if he's put on muscle in the weight room or or what. But yeah, he's physical. I just I still don't want to give up on him yet because we're what seven games into the season, and I feel like you know. Peter, by his own admission, says you should really give a team 10 games to, to really figure he itself did. out. So that's three more 10. games. Um, I can't say I'm like overly confident that Johan will turn into a fantastic designated player, but um, I also don't think he's being paid so much that you couldn't buy him down with allocation money off of that DP contract and bring in someone else if they needed to. So, um, yeah. It's not the worst thing in the world, but, I mean, you'd like to see a little bit more from him, I think, at this point. So, um, one would, one would hope. Yeah, that kind of, that kind of leads us to, um, a couple, well, I'm going to use this as a transition to get to our other questions, because our other questions are really about Stryker, and they've been about Stryker for much of the year. Um, Corey Matzat said a lot of people were upset with Shelton after that game. Do we think Rubio might get the start on Friday? David O'Neill said 
He's heard people talking about Shelton's hold-up game and passing, making up for him not scoring. Wasn't that supposed to be something Rubio, who actually scores, was supposed to be good at? Uh, Should we be uh, worried that the coaching staff doesn't seem to care that the starting center forward hasn't scored? I'm worried that Vermees and co. think that everyone else can pick up the slack for the whole season. So, Dude. Yeah. Let's, Let's wait. Let's wait those 10 games, though. Let's... Let's wait to see, all right? Let's let's listen to Peter and see what he, you know, and once we get there and we're still having these issues, then let's start talking more about it. Like yeah. I I mean Peter set the expectation of 10 games, so let's just let's go, let's roll with that and see what happens. Yeah, to to answer Corey Matsett's first question, a lot of people are upset with Shelton after that game think Rubio might start on Friday. Uh, I personally no, I don't think he's going to start on Friday because no, I think I don't either. I think a lot of people are upset with Shelton, except for the most important person, and that's Peter Vermees. Um, not that Peter Vermees is like jumping up and down that Shelton hasn't scored yet. He said in postgame, obviously, you'd like him to score, because I think it was Sam McDowell that asked him directly about Shelton not scoring. But he, again, said there's a lot of other things that he does that, that are, are hard to measure, and the team's been earning points with Shelton on the field. And he's not wrong. That's, they have. that's the truth. Yeah. Every single game he started, Sporting's gotten a result. It ain't broke. It ain't so, broke. Don't fix it, all right? I mean, we still got a result yesterday. We didn't lose. Yeah. I, I, I do think Shelton could get goals as a, a center forward. I don't think he's the long-term solution, but I also don't think no. I don't think he, it's such a – with how good Johnny Russell's been, with how good Felipe has been, um, and even shallowly, I, I don't think center forward is such a pressing need that you need to go out and sign someone crazy like uh, Fernando Torres, which Sporting KC was linked to today. He's a 34-year-old striker from Europe, played for Atletico Madrid, played for Liverpool, uh, played for Chelsea. He's got you know 100 plus goals in his career. Reports are he's coming to MLS probably in the summer once his uh, contract with Atletico Madrid uh, expires. And, uh, you know, he was, uh, Sporting KC was mentioned as one of five teams, the Impact, the Fire, Sounders, NYCFC, and Sporting KC, who are supposedly interested. I, you know, Sporting KC need a, a designated player striker. I don't think Peter Ramiz would look to a 34-year-old guy who wants $4 million a year has that answer, do you? No, I don't, dude. Um, uh, I don't know much about the guy. I mean, you were kind of informing me a little bit, and it just doesn't seem like, just doesn't seem like the answer for us. I mean, the answer was Jacob Peterson, and that's that's sailed. <laughs> really, we need to just bring Jacob Peterson back. Like, what are we doing? I mean, I don't see why not. He's not playing for anybody, is he? Uh, not that I'm aware of. He was on Atlanta last year. I don't. They, he didn't get picked up by them again. I don't think he signed for anyone. Um, I don't think so either. But yeah, I I don't think Torres would happen. It's not like Peter's never been one to sign, to spend millions of dollars on a 34 year old player. He was really good when he was younger, playing for uh, Madrid the first time around. Really good for Liverpool. Pretty good for Chelsea. He's just he's gotten older. He's not Zlatan. He doesn't have the quality of David Villa. I don't. I, that's not to say he wouldn't score goals, but. He's not a three or four million dollar a year guy, and that's supposedly what he wants. Um, Sporting KC will continue to look for a designated player striker. It'll probably happen, hopefully in the summer. But um, 
I don't know. I just I don't think Peter has hit the panic button yet when it comes to striker. Um, he seems to have confidence no, in Shelton like still. It. So. I mean, if maybe maybe Shelton scores this this Friday, man, who knows? Yep, there's a, a, a big game uh, coming up on Friday. So after that game, 2-2 draw, Sporting KC stayed in first place in the West. You probably wouldn't know it from, from some of the reaction after that game, but Sporting KC are first place in the West with 14 points. The next best team is the Galaxy with 10. So they're more than three points clear first through just seven games, um, which is pretty good. Uh, they're, they're second in the entire league on points. The only team ahead of them is NYCFC, who have been far and away the best team in the league throughout the whole year. And they're Sporting KC's only loss. Um, but they're ho- Sporting KC's hosting the Vancouver Whitecaps Friday night. Uh, they have 10 points. They're tied with the Galaxy. Um, it's Tim Melia bobblehead night. And, uh, oh, snap. Going to be good. Mike... By the way, shout out to Bob and Weave, our dude. We, we met up with him, um, got our Ike Bike bobbleheads. So uh, thank you, Bob. Bob is a legend. Thanks, buddy. Um, but, yeah, actually, so I saw this interesting stat about Friday night from uh, Mike Kuhn at Down the Byline. Did you know that on Friday, Matt Beasler will tie Kerry Zavagnin for the most league starts in club history, and in the 54th minute, he should past Zvagnin and become the all-time leader in league minutes played for Sporting KC. I saw that today when it was retweeted by Benny Failhaber. Oh, did really? Benny retweeted it? Yeah. That's kind of cool. Yeah, man. He was like, Beasler, hashtag legend. He is. I mean, it's, you know... I, I It's amazing how, like, Beasler and, and Zussi, like, how long they've stuck it out with one club when when players move around so much now and they've been good consistently for a decade now i I mean it's something to behold and i know their contracts come up at the end of this year so does rogers and and who knows what'll happen but hopefully we all can just enjoy them playing well together while we can for the rest of the year and then we'll figure out what happens at the end of this year um absolutely but what do you what do you think of this uh, this Vancouver game coming up on Friday on the short week's rest? Vancouver game, man, that could be uh, that could be fun. I mean, they're coming off a a two nil defeat against LAFC at home, so you know they're going to be pretty anxious to to kind of make up for those lost points at home and and try to get something on the road here. So they're no slouches, dude. They're pretty strong. They're pretty powerful. Um, you know they got Kai Kamara now, right? Yeah. Yeah, you know, they do. So the, uh, of course they're they're still rolling with. Uh, is Breck Shea subbing off the bench now instead of starting? Uh, I'm trying and to. They look. still got Marcel De Jong. Yeah. Marcel De Jong. Um. Yeah, they got some pieces. But Kamara's not. Kamara's hurt, isn't he? Is he hurt? I was trying to find out. He wasn't in the 18. Um. Last no, week. No, he wasn't. So I don't know. I mean. If he doesn't play, that makes uh, makes wow. Beasler and uh, Ike's job a little bit easier. So, bro, I think you have to start Kyrie Shelton though, just to go up against their big Kendall Waston, because I think if anyone can really kind of, you know, fight that that size, it's it's Kyrie. Yeah, for sure. I so I just looked up uh, 
two hours ago, White Cap, uh, this article was published, White Cap striker Kai Kamara out several weeks uh, with a groin injury. So we will oh, not not okay. have to deal with Kai. Um, so that's, that's good. Right, that's good. Yeah, that's real good. Um, you know, they still got... I think we'll be okay. I, I think so too. I think... I think the team's going to be mad about their lackluster performance this week, and I don't think they're going to want to go out and have a bad showing in back-to-back home games. I think they're going to bounce back. So. Yeah, I mean, I thought we'd be okay against Seattle, but I guess you really never know. That's the thing with this league, man. Week to week, anything really can happen. It's kind of crazy. And and so, you know, we'll, we'll go over here in just a second the rest of, uh, of, of the games that happened um, across MLS, but... So, when you look at the Western Conference right now, you got Sporting KC at the top, but then you got, you know, five, six, seven other teams within four points of each other. Like, who in the West is good? Like, I think we can say Sporting KC is a good team, but do we know anything really about these other teams? Who is a good team in the West? Ah, oh, dude. It's all over the place. I mean, are the Galaxy good? Are they bad? Or is LAFC good? Are they bad? I mean, the Eastern Conference is definitely the strongest conference this year. And I kind of wanted to do a fun thing. I know we're kind of, uh, you know, kind of running low on time here. But I kind of wondered if, if we could talk about every result of every game last week and sum, sum that match up in three words or less. Oh, that's a good idea. Nah, look at my, I'm getting fun. I'm getting There crafty. you go. Okay, we can do that. Um Okay, I'm gonna. So you want to like alternate games or whatever? I don't know. There was like what, twelve games. Okay, so let's do it. So the game started on uh, on on Friday. Friday the thirteenth. Nah, dude, you had Wednesday the eleventh. Oh, they did. There was a game on Wednesday the eleventh. Sure was. Okay, so NYCFC RSL. You want to take that one first? I'll take that one because I would I would say for that game. Holy crap! Because <laughs> NYC <laughs> crushed them for nothing at home. Yeah, NYC's good, man. Um, so and then Orlando went into Philly, beat them two nothing. Yeah, so I guess that one's mine. That's yours, dude. We're we're alternating. It's a fun game. Um, man, I uh, you know, my, my the first three words that uh, uh, came to my mind is uh. Um, I hate Dom because he's just become so <laughs> annoying since leaving, and and I just how come you know he scores when he wants? You knew this. He right? does. He does score when he wants. Um, I've heard this. It's a song. Yeah, I don't actually hate Dom. It's just like I understand now when he's not on your team how annoying he is. Um, and and he's become pretty annoying to me. Um, so, but no, really, it's uh. Maybe Orlando bounces back. Like that's probably like a more legitimate one because they started off slow and now they're uh, they're not too bad. So yeah. Uh, well, oh. if I gotta go to LAFC going into Vancouver, win two nothing. Um, who had the goals in that game anyway? Do you know who had the goals in it that game? Was, it was I'm looking. Oh, it Carl, up. yeah, Vela and Rossi. Go figure. Yeah, surprise. I would I would call this an inconsistent victory. Like LAFC is kind of all over the board. I don't know. We don't really know what kind of team they are yet. So. 
No, that's a good point. Um, some weeks they look fantastic. Other weeks they get you know smacked 5-0 by Atlanta United. Um, yeah, absolutely. Okay, so then so I... Red Bulls had a big one at home. I would say uh, they finally scored. Because uh, the Red Bulls, throughout the CCL matchup against Guadalajara, could not buy a goal to save their life. They outshot Guadalajara 20-1 to at Red Bull Arena and did not... Then they drew 0-0. All they had to do was uh, punch one in and they'd get to extra time. But hey, they uh, they ended up beating Montreal 3-1, so... They finally scored. Maybe they would have liked to take one of those goals and put them in their Champions League matchup, but it is what it is. <laughs> um, well, let's go. You know, I go to my. Uh, we go to Colorado and Toronto. Colorado wins two nothing, and I gotta say I'm not surprised. I mean, Toronto's resting their guys for Champions League that starts tomorrow. If you're hearing this on Wednesday, obviously it it was last night, and hopefully Toronto pulled something off. Yeah, no, that's a good one. Um, so that gives me Chicago and LA Galaxy. And I'm going to say uh, Zlatan strikes again. Because... Uh, one nothing Zlatan. 1-0. And it was a uh, a goal by Zlatan in stoppage time in the first half. Uh, put them up. That's all they needed. 1-0. LA beats uh, Chicago. Chicago are in a little bit of trouble. But, uh, yeah, Zlatan's... Uh, He's he's Latin. He's scoring. He's doing what we expect him to do. So um, he is. And uh, DC United beats Columbus one nothing. All right. So that was. Um, I want to know what happened here. Who scored that goal? Do you remember who scored the goal? I don't know who Segura is, but I remember it was scored in the first minute. So for the DC game. Welcome to MLS. I mean, you they want to start winning games now, I guess. <laughs> yeah, DC's had a rough start, and uh, Ben Olsen needs to pick it up if he doesn't want to get fired before uh, before they make it to their new field. Um, yeah. So that gives me New England and FC Dallas. FC Dallas beat uh, New England on the road. Um, this one's easy for me. It's uh, freely win because... <laughs> Hmm. He uh, he is being held hostage in New England. Um, Brad Friedel is saying crazy things. Um, he is saying that Lee Wynn is not good enough to make the 18. Um, they are also refusing to trade him. Taylor Twelman reported that they turned down a $750,000 offer for Lee Wynn from another Eastern Conference team. What are you doing, Revs? Figure it out. Hashtag free Lee Wynn. Either play him or let him go, but don't just <laughs> keep him hostage. So... There you go. Well, Houston went into San Jose and got a 2-2 draw, um, to which I would say an exciting draw. I mean, it's, I kind of watched the, uh, the the condensed match on this, and it was kind of fun, man. I mean, it, it, it kind of had the uh, it kind of had the essence of the SKC game, where San Jose went up one nothing, then Houston came and tied it, then Houston went up. And then San Jose had to tie it at the end. Yeah. Um, it's always funny to me when those two teams play because... Hail Heike. <laughs> Houston uh, Houston is just the old uh, San Jose. So it's kind of like the same club just playing itself. Um, <laughs> that is true. But, um, okay, so then we uh, the last uh, game of, of Saturday was was Portland and, uh, and Minnesota. Um, 
and and so you know Portland beat Minnesota three to two. Um, you know, I guess I would say, come on, loons! Like, you know, they just it was their their first uh, game with their new big signing Darwin Quintero, and he looked good. Um, it just I I want to root for the loons. I really do. I kind of like them. It's just they they can't really seem to figure it out, and and even against the struggling Portland side, they they can't do it. So. No, they're not clicking. Like to see him figure it out. And then uh, fun game though. I mean, that's five goals, man. That's big stuff. Yeah, for sure. That leaves you uh, with the last one, probably the game of the week: Atlanta United and, and New York City. I I would say, you know, if I didn't say game of week, I would say <laughs> two best teams. I mean, those those two teams are going to fight for top of the East all freaking year. Yeah, that's true. Um, so, and since we're on the subject of other teams, um, uh, we had a question from Eric Martinez on our Facebook page, by the way, if you haven't followed no other pod on Facebook, go hit us up Do it. and follow us at no other pod on Twitter. Do it. We got a whole thing going on, but he said to me, if it, you know, based on this, based on these first seven weeks alone, who would we be a fan of if we weren't a fan of SKC? Like, and I guess I kind of read it as if we were just coming into MLS and maybe we lived somewhere like, I don't know, Idaho or something, and somewhere where there is no MLS team nearby yeah. and you want to just be a fan of any club, who do you pick based off this year's results? Go. Oh, man, that's so tough. Okay, so if you're man if you're only basing it off this year's results and you want to pick a team you probably want to pick a team that's exciting um but i never want to pick a team that like like i probably wouldn't pick nycfc just because i'd want to you know they're they're so good they're almost too good so if we're just going off this year's results i'd probably pick lafc because they're a new team they're exciting they got potential to, to win and make the playoffs, but they're not a guarantee, and you can kind of grow with them. So I think if I were just going off of this year and I were brand new to MLS, that probably would be my team. What about you? Well, I mean, based off, uh, I mean, like I, I I do follow Manchester United and I follow Bayern over in Europe, and I I probably would I would have seen something like the Bastian Schweinsteiger move and. You know, it's not just because I'm living in Chicago now. If I was living anywhere else, I'd probably be drawn to the Chicago Fire. I'd be like, "Oh shit, they got Bastion." Or on the other hand, I'd pro- maybe I'd go Galaxy, and oh wow, Zlatan's coming in. Maybe I want to be a fan of that team. Um, both teams have great pieces going on. Which, by the way, Chicago's really kind of—I really expected them to put a couple goals on LA against their poor defense and that just didn't happen yeah well uh you know they have a noted center back bastion schweinsteiger playing in there so um i don't know what they were doing <laughs> was he playing center he back? was he was playing center back in a, in a three-man back line well they wanted him to yeah, yeah he was taking on zlatan like one-on-one yeah which I feel bad for basti that was weird that's not gonna work all i was like ah careful on the acls boys <laughs> can bring up the walkers um <laughs> seriously yeah if i were to say like not just on this year's results alone like i actually do have an affinity for minnesota united just because like i think they're kind of funny and i feel bad for them because they came in at the same year as atlanta united and they're just 
so far the opposite of Atlanta United that that's true. I'd, and I, it's not fair. And like I don't know what your experience was like when you went up to Minnesota, but when I went up to Minnesota for a Sporting KC game, even though we lost two zero, I was like these people are so freaking nice. Like everyone was so polite yeah, was and welcoming, and I was just like yeah, I, I'm I dig it. I'm in. So yeah, I don't know. That's a good question though, dude. Did you? That was a great question. I think Eric actually said he would follow FC Dallas. He he didn't go into any detail about it, but uh, you know, hey, they're they're kind of they're having a slowly decent start to the year. So. They're unbeaten, you could say. <laughs> they uh, that's true. Two wins and three draws, but unbeaten. Very true. So um, well, shoot, man. So give me, real quick, I know by the time people listen to this, the first leg will have already happened, but just so we can go on record before that first game happens, Toronto uh, takes on uh, Guadalajara in uh, the two-legged CCL final. Toronto looking to be the first ever MLS team to win the CCL. Uh, you, you got any thoughts? You think they can do it? Oh, dude, I think they can do it. Yeah, if anyone's going to do it, it's them. Um you know they haven't they haven't been great in MLS play, but they've been wonderful in Champions League play. So I I hope it happens. And the game's at like 7:15 tomorrow. So hey, we're we're up for it, man. I'm I'm excited to watch it. Yeah, I will be watching from my hotel room in DC because I am all in on Toronto for this. I'm gonna go so far as not only to say I think they can do it, I think they will do it. I just don't think it'll be easy. I think it'll be close. I know they're resting all of their starters in MLS games, like they're not even hiding it. They flat out said when they play Houston this weekend, they're fly, They're not even traveling their starters. They're flying a reserve squad into Houston. They're going to take their beating, and they're flying them back. Like, not, not even trying to hide what they're doing. I don't blame them. And I hope they get down there and beat Houston. Hey. I hope they do too. Um, you know, Chivas, the, the, the Liga MX team they're playing, People say this is not a good Chivas team, um, and, and you know compared to what they are historically, it's not. But don't underestimate a Liga Emeki's team. They don't want to be embarrassed. Dude, and they're going to lose their minds. No, yeah. Their fans are going to lose And them. they don't want to be embarrassed and be the first Liga Emeki's team to lose to an MLS team in a, in a CCL final. So they're going to put up a good fight. This is going to be a tough match for Toronto. I think when it's all said and done, they probably win it by like one goal or on away goals or something, but it's not like I saw someone say it's going to be a Toronto blowout. It is absolutely not going to be a blowout. So it's going to be very close. Well, there we go. We are at the hour. So, uh, you, uh, got any other final thoughts for, uh, our good listeners? Jeez, no final thoughts. Um, just the actual, you know, the iTunes ratings and reviews. Hit us up, guys. It's been a, it's been a few since we've gotten any. So, uh, you know, leave us a five stars. Subscribe to us. Tell your friends about us. And uh, we'll definitely see you next week because uh, we love you. We do love you all. Thank you so much for listening. Um, if you ever have any questions, uh, comments, feedback, tweet us at NoOtherPod, at JCMax03, at DanCouser. Email us, NoOtherPod at gmail.com. And as Dad man, Dan mentioned before, almost called you Dad. That was weird. Um, as, as Dan mentioned before. <laughs> Call me Dad. Um, I will not do that. Um, eh, you should. <laughs> uh, like us on Facebook. That's what I was trying to say, and things got weird. But... um. 
<laughs> on that note, we'll uh, we'll talk to y'all later. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see ya. Later, bitches. Mother's Day is almost here, and you can get her the most beautiful time-tested gift around. A watch she can wear every day for movement. Whether mom's into classic dress watches, rare and refined ceramics, or tried-and-true bestsellers, movement has something she'll love. And right now, you can save big on the best Mother's Day gift ever with up to 50% off site-wide during movement's Mother's Day sale at MVMT.com. Again, that's up to 50% off at MVMT.com.